Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. We're going to be covering this lesson, uh, Revelation 10. So let's go ahead and get into verse uh, 1 of chapter 10. And I saw another mighty angel, and this one is mostly likely Michael, come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were like the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. In the midst of the vision of the last days, it is as if the Lord pauses and says to John, since you will live during these times, you may wish to know what you'll be doing. Here is your mission and calling. So this is uh, going to be an explanation here of what uh, John is going to be doing during the during this time prior to the second coming. Verse 2, and he had in his hand a little book open, and he set it, his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth, and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered, uttered, uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders... Now the seven thunders which which here utter their voices are the seven angels reciting in some detail that which is to be in each of the thousand year periods of the earth's temporal existence. And that was from Doctrinal New Testament Commentary. Uh, the seven thunders had uttered their voices. I was about to write and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, these things are sealed up which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. So John is not allowed to reveal all he saw. Remember that Nephi saw the same vision that John is seeing, and Nephi was told that John was going to write the rest of it, and the Nephi was commanded not to finish writing it. And here John is even in, in his vision is being now commanded that he can't write everything. Verse 5, And the angel which I saw stand up upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven. Again, this is making a gestures or, or temple oaths here. So this has temple imagery again with it. Uh, verse 6, And swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are and the earth and the things that therein are and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time no longer this may mean the beginning of the millennium or it may mean there should be no more delay before the final signs of the times are fulfilled and god sends his final judgments upon the wicked so when he says uh, that there should be time no longer that may just mean that time is up and the millennium is going to be ushered in the second coming is going to happen now Verse 7, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel, and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it, and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Uh, Doctrine and Covenant section 77 asks the question, what are we to understand by the little book which was eaten by John, as mentioned in the 10th chapter of Revelation? Answer, we are to understand that it was a mission and an ordinance for him to gather the tribes of Israel. Behold, this is Elias, who, is, who as it is written, must come and restore all things. Joseph Fielding Smith said, The Elias who was to restore all things is a composite Elias. In other words, the restoration was not made by one personage, but many. And in speaking of Elias coming to restore all things, the Lord was using that title in a plural meaning, having in mind all the prophets who came to restore the fullness of the gospel. 
This would include John the Baptist, Peter, James, and John, and every ancient prophet who restored keys from the days of Adam down. Verse 11, And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many, many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. John became a translated being who would minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation who dwell on the earth. Parley P. Pratt said, He is yet alive in the flesh and is held in reserve to prophesy again before many peoples, nations, and tongues and kings as it is written. So John's mission is still uh, to be done. Don't know what he's doing. Uh, we know that he had been among the ten tribes for a while. But uh, his mission is still to bear testimony to kings and rulers. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that transpires. I bear testimony of the truth of these things and say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.